Happy Monday, everybody. Hope everybody's having a great day today. Uh, let's see, it's uh, Monday, February 1st, 2021. I am your host, Brandon Kraft, and this is the Pristine Grace Podcast. Alright, so let's go ahead and get into it. It's become a popular pastime on social media to bash people of the past. People who aren't even alive anymore and lived in different times, in different eras of history. It's quite fashionable as gospel defenders or crusaders. They love to bash, especially on popular preachers like Charles Spurgeon. And I have to admit uh, to my shame that I've been involved in such things like that in the past myself. And, uh, But, well, I have my disagreements with uh, Charles Spurgeon. I think uh, things have been carried out a little bit too far in uh, the pursuit of trashing this man's character it's 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 quite shameful in fact i i would not consider myself to be a spurgeonist charles spurgeon spoke of duty faith from the pulpit and many of his sermons were written in such a way that he was even popular amongst uh, arminians and the free willers of of his day and of course uh in the later years i think he's still popular in arminian circles and that to me is a little bit alarming but, you know, whenever someone is so popular that even the popular culture and religion of the day exalts and honors that person, I think we should take notice. It is, it is alarming. But even with all his errors and his compromises, I think through it all he remained faithful to the gospel. He, want, he once spoke the following words in a sermon. It may seem like a harsh sentiment, but he who in his soul believes that man does of his own free will turn to Christ cannot have been taught of God, for that is one of the first principles taught us when God begins with us, that we have neither will nor power, but that he gives both, that he is Alpha and Omega in the salvation of men. I think he's very clear on the gospel. He's very clear in the doctrine of substitution. And it's also my opinion that you can take figures like popular figures like Mr. Spurgeon and have him say just about anything you want him to say. He's written so much that you could very well pit Spurgeon against Spurgeon. And it's easy to pick holes in his material to find things you don't like and then rail on him for that. But but for the most part his material it's, it's very good. Sermon after sermon, in my opinion, is dedicated to the gospel of Christ's substitutionary work on behalf of his people. He preaches uh, the gospel. He preaches election. He preaches a limited atonement. He preaches irresistible grace and perseverance of the saints. And he pe- preaches imputed righteousness. And I say all this as a high-grace superlapsarian. All right? Understanding that Mr. Spurgeon was thoroughly infralapsarian. I believe Mr. Spurgeon spent his life in dedication to the gospel, and he accomplished so much more with the life that God gave him than most of his critics' lives put together. And while I think infralapsarianism is indeed terrible, and ultimately God and gospel-denying, if taken to its logical implications, I, I simply do not believe that Charles Spurgeon thought these things all the way through. 
I'm not. I'm willing to concede that yes, men do not need a perfect theology to be a fellow believer. If one is simply resting in Christ alone for all of salvation, this person is indeed regenerate, and that the errors they might hold to, such as infralapsarianism, have not simply thought through properly. Infralapsarianism is, in my opinion, a reaction within the mind of God, and therefore a denial of God's infinite wisdom and perfection. But I do not believe all adherents think this, and therefore I cannot ascribe to them the charge of heresy or false doctrine. Okay? So, so while... Then you've got the statement that Charles Spurgeon made in regard to John Wesley. This is the one that gets gets him trashed everywhere, stating that he believed that... Uh, Mr. Wesley would be closer to the throne of God than he would be. But what did he mean by that? Well, for some folks in social media, they believe he taught free willism as an acceptable form of the gospel. But I, I don't believe that is true. What, what did Charles mean by this? Oh, no. So I'll just kind of have to let that one go, people. He could have meant something entirely different than what is understood today. Maybe he was saying that if... John Wesley was elect, he'd be closer to the throne. But I don't know. He's not here. I'm not going to throw out all of his material either just because he said something wrong. My goodness, you'd have to stop listening or, or reading me entirely as my ministry has been fraught with error. I'm grateful to the Lord, though, for revealing to me my errors as I age. But nevertheless, I'm still learning and still correcting my theology. And if you ever get to the point where you think you have entirely arrived with theological perfection, well, then you failed as a theologian. You have a lot to learn, as do I. So the the question I have to ask then is, most of those who are bashing bashing on Mr. Spurgeon constantly is, why? Why? Why do you feel the need to constantly bash this dead man on social media? Do you get some sort of thrill out of trashing this man? Sometimes I think, People feel better about themselves and their statuses before God by attacking others, pulling others down to bring themselves up. And if that's the case, then I just feel sorry for you. I, I myself, I'm, I'm very thankful for this man of God. He was far from perfect, but he preached with authority and he preached the doctrines of grace. He certainly worked harder than I could ever dream of in this in this in this world for the cause of God and truth, but. And, I, and I'm not fit to tie this man's shoelaces. And I, and I don't believe in degrees of reward in heaven. But if I did, I think he would be so near the throne and you and I so far away <laughs> that we may have some trouble seeing him. <laughs> anyway, just like anyone, you need to be careful. Be careful when you read Spurgeon's works. Be careful when you read my material. We, we are but frail men and prone to error and... If it weren't for the Spirit of God, I'd barely be able to even talk to you. I wouldn't be able to talk to you. I'm a dying man speaking to dying men. And the case was certainly true for Mr. Spurgeon, the Prince of Preachers. That's about all I have for today. Grace and peace unto you.